no real current event news thing going on that I think would make for a good intro. So I'll just double down by saying uh, fuck George Bush. And fuck Jake Paul. There you go. Well, fuck Jake Paul. he did make some good points uh, when addressing another person who would uh, fuck them, Dana White, talking to him about uh, paying his fighters. But let's not uh, – the enemy of my enemy is not my friend. The enemy of my enemy is also an idiot. But anyways, this could either be the quickest episode we've ever done or the beefiest episode we've ever done. So let's get right into it. Uh, this is the what would we do, not what would Jesus do, mock draft, projected draft, Madden draft special. Uh, basically, what we're going to do is Coop is going to take the odd picks. I'm going to take the even picks. And we're going to draft for the team what we would do at that spot. Um, we're not experts and we're not trying to get it right. This is really just a fun exercise of X, Y, and Z, but I'll I'll throw out there, like most mock drafts are shit. Like all mock drafts are shit, but even better. The best mock draft last year got like 10 of the 32 first round picks. Correct. Mel Kuyper and McShay usually get six or seven out of 32. So just because we're not experts doesn't mean we can't luck into what's going on, but we will. Uh, and like he said, breakdown. people, like he said, people, it's a mix of what would we do, what we kind of think is going to happen. So if you if you question my logic on one pick, I'm going to explain it to you. You know, you know what I mean? Like to, to they, keep up. I was better than me. I would have told him to go to hell. Um, yeah. So you are on the clock. I'm going to be using uh, Mock Draft Machine brought to us by The Draft Network. This is free clout. Go to The Draft Network and you can do this too. Look at that. Ad read. Get us a fucking ad read. All right. So on the clock with the number one pick is you as the Jacksonville Jaguars. Team needs. You ready for this? Yep. QB, OT, wide receiver, safety, RB, Corner, tight end, D-line, edge, wide receiver, line. So, who the fuck is this pick? Oh, I'm Chris Sims, so I'm going Zach Wilson. Nah, it's like, nah, you know, you know who's the pick. It's, 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 it's Trevor Lawrence, come on. Okay, the pick been is the it. Pick. Been the pick. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, Clemson. Yeah, is there analysis to accompany this one? I think it's pretty set in stone, man. We've been talking about this guy since, you know, his long-haired ass got the got the Clemson snatched a, a starting job from somebody. So uh, Kelly Bryant, put some respect yeah. on his name. Hey, where's Kelly Bryant at now? That's a good question. He went to Mizzou. I don't know what happened after. <laughs> He's not Trevor Lawrence, that's for sure. Yeah, but yeah, like. He's a generational quarterback. Best one since Andrew Luck. Everyone loves him. Yeah, Good luck. Six, six, you know, a lot more agile than he gets credit for. You know, that's a, that's a tough tool set, man. And decidedly, uh, well, I'm not going to make any bold claims, but I like his attitude. He was like, yeah, I don't need this shit. I'm just nice. <laughs> for real, people was hating, but I get, I got what he's saying. He's not saying he's not a competitor, but if he don't win, he's not gonna mope around his entire life. 
He said, I'm not getting on Twitter. It's not my fucking fault. More people out here. I'm just going to do my thing. But, uh, yeah, with the second pick in the draft, I'm on the clock as the New York Jets. Apparently, uh, it just says team needs is every position for every team, or the Jets and Jags just stink, so I'm not going to read that anymore. But for the record, I would take Justin Fields here, but I don't think anyone in the world thinks that they're going to take anyone other than Zach Wilson. So Jets take Zach Wilson, pick is in. What's interesting about this pick is I don't think there's a lot of separation between Wilson, Fields, and Lance. Uh, I think it comes down to preference and scheme and what you think each guy does for your team. Um, Zach Wilson, we we had long said he's probably going to be QB2 in the draft. So uh, score that up for us. Oh, man, he... First of all, he's going into a, a friendly offense for quarterbacks, I'm assuming. Uh, Matt LaFleur's brother, the Packers coach, he used to coach under Kyle Shanahan. His brother was the offensive coordinator for Shanahan last year, I believe. So, Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was the offensive coordinator for that Super Bowl run, too. Yeah, I think you're right. So, assuming they run the Shanahan QB-friendly offense, it's going to be good for Zach Wilson to get in there and – rely on a run game, uh, have Becton hold it down on one side. Jamison Crowder is a productive receiver. Corey Davis is an NFL receiver. And, uh, yeah, they're going to need to do more throughout the draft to, you know, put more pieces around him. But I I think just as far as coaching and offensive system-wise, he's walking into probably a, a good fit. And, you know, for what it's worth, today he might be a better passer than Fields and Wilson, or Fields and Lance. I would argue Fields is closer to him than Lance, but we'll see. I mean, and for for me, in terms of like, I think they all are are kind of similar in ability. I feel like Wilson, he he's a little more creative off platform. He gets those wacky throws off. There you go. But, you know, you got Fields like that's just a physical freak. He's running a four four. You really watch the tape. He made a jump cut like he was a running back and took it about uh-huh. 60. So, and then Lance, he's just, you know, he, he's built my lab. He's 6'4, like 225. He looks like a baby Cam Newton just run over people. I don't know if you're going to get away with that in the league, but the athleticism's there. Do you want to, uh, you want to jump on the clock with the pick that basically is going to make the draft? The draft starts with pick three. Yeah. The 49ers um, are on the clock. Obviously, I would I would probably go Fields here. You know, um, I I don't get why teams are are real scared of him. What really happened? How he went from QB two to almost QB five? But you know, that's neither here nor there. I'm not an expert. Um, but it seems at this point where Ian Rappaport reported that the pick is between Lance and Mac Jones. Um, so what are you gonna do for our draft? Oh, I'm absolutely taking Trey Lance. I, I, I can see why they would want Mac Jones the fit, but everyone fits in Kyle Shanahan's offense. You know, there you go. Um, I I get it, but you know, I I just don't see a team passing on a a, a chance to get a real athletic guy after what they they seen in the Super Bowl happen to them. So um, my picks Trey Lance. You know, like we were saying before, you know, real big sturdy guy. In terms of 
arm strength probably has the biggest arm in the draft, man. He got rocket on him. But, man, a lot of these guys can really throw it, so that may not even be saying anything. But um, I really like the fit. Um, he's a big red zone threat. Um, he has tons of receivers, you know, Kittle, you know, Brandon Ayuk, Devo. Um, so he's walking into a dream scenario. Uh, you know, that's a slam dunk pick for the 49ers, in my opinion. I, I have to agree with it just because, you know, we talk so much about situations being huge for prospects and guys and, and where they go and where they need to wind up and X, Y, Z. To me, the logic of taking Lance is I think Lance probably has the highest ceiling out of Wilson Fields and himself. Um, or out of the non-Trevor Lawrence QBs, I should say. It's almost like he – like you – we all like to project onto him. He's half Zach Wilson, half Justin Fields, that he can use the Justin Fields running ability and the Zach Wilson eventually off-platform scramble throws. Like, I think that's what people like to think of him as. I don't know. I'm not people. That's just me projecting. But the reason why I think you – we had this conversation a bit on the last pod. You take Trey Lance because you can coach floor with Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan can coach the floor. He just can. He's that good a coach. He can give you Nick Mullins production without the turnovers, which means you'll be a playoff team. But if you hit and he is anything above his floor, you've struck gold. Exactly. Like, think about Mahomes and, and Andy Reid. As much of it is Mahomes, he went to a genius. Like, that, that dude yes. knows offense. Yes. I mean, if Mahomes goes to fucking Detroit, we're probably not having this conversation. That's just how things happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. The other pick that is going to make or break the draft, the one that I have not decided what I'm going to do yet, given the news that broke today. So Kyle Pitts came out and he said he believes the first four picks in the draft are going to be quarterbacks. Uh, he says he does not believe that or he said he thought Atlanta had interest in him. And then after the combine, he doesn't know what changed. Uh, I'm going to tell you what I think changed. I think someone's moving up to four. I, I think someone has to be. I, I think that's what it is. Because I, um, I, 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 I see it. I see it this way. I, I saw the Julio news and I feel like if they make a yes. Julio trade, then they consider blowing it up. Maybe you consider taking the fields here and just saying, fuck it. Like, we're going to burn this whole thing down. But if that Julio trade doesn't happen, I think for someone, uh, Patriots, Broncos, they're going to, if fields falls, someone's going to go get him. Okay. So, first of all, I agree with everything you said. I'm just thinking here. I think. I think it has to be a trade because you don't just randomly show interest in a prospect and then all of a sudden just stop showing interest in a prospect. I, I don't think that's – especially as late as March 31st when he's talking about. Matt Ryan turns 36 on May 17th. If they trade Julio Jones, I think you're right. I think they're in full fuck it mode. They'll probably ride Matt Ryan this year and let their quarterback sit if they take a quarterback. Or they do what – probably happens which is a trade and I think I if we did this show yesterday I would have had them take pits but I'm gonna propose to you 
that the Patriots from 15 trade up to four. Right. Do you do you agree to that trade? I do agree to that trade. Hold up. I can actually make a, a little trade on my little website. I, I'll give my website a little shout-out, NFL Mock Draft Database. You know, you ain't, got, you ain't got to play premium to, to make trades. So I'll, oh, I'll, I'll craft a little trade for us real quick. So let's think about realistically what this could be. Because they're not just moving up from 15 to 4. I imagine they're competing against other people trying to trade up. I'm going to say at least a first rounder next year and maybe a second rounder this year. And maybe I'm going to say 15 the Patriots second rounder one of their three fourth rounders their first rounder next year and a third rounder next year. That's my guess. So the the way the simulator has it, they they got the Atlanta Falcons receiving the fifteenth pick, uh, twenty twenty two first rounder, twenty twenty two second rounder. They'll probably get a little bit more because it's going to be a quarterback. You yep. know, like yep. But then the Patriots receive pick four and a third rounder next year. Interesting. I don't know. I'm I'm not a trade capital guru. I would have traded DeAndre yeah. Hopkins for a first round pick. And Julio Jones is gonna get traded for a Trader Joe's grocery bagger and a seventh round pick. So who fuck knows what's gonna go on with that? But I think I think that's the move. I think you'll see Julio get traded right before the draft, and then you'll see them trade up for a quarterback. And so Fal- the Falcons will just have an influx of picks in like an hour. Mm-hmm. They're going to get a shit ton for Julio, I think, and they're going to get a shit ton for four, which, which again, w- would make sense of why it would change. I- I'm sure – to me, it sounds like they were calling teams about Julio, not the other way around. They just yeah. tried to frame it that way. So mm-hmm. when they started ca- ca- uh, calling teams around Julio or calling around the league about Julio, I think they found something where they were like, okay, we can't pass this up. We'll just wait to do it at the draft. And then they said, okay, well, if we're going to trade Julio, we either should trade back or take a quarterback, which is why I don't think Kyle Pitts is the pick at four. Yeah. All right. So. So I do accept the trade. So okay. The Patriots so, are now on the clock. Yep. As my house phone rings. <laughs> that's, the, that's the trade call. The trade call is it. <laughs> yeah. So, taking fields? Yeah, you taking fields? Oh, I, I guess it is my pick, huh? Patriots yeah. Take, Patriots take fields. Um, You know, again, talking about situational, I think that's a perfect situation with Justin Fields, and Bill Belichick is just there laughing. Yeah, he is, because, first of all, he went out and spent in free agency. So, the thing about when you spend in free agency – it means you're adding – like, this is fucking arithmetic. You're adding players to your roster. You paid a lot of guys in free agency to come be on your roster, which means you're probably not cutting them this camp, which means you've got the guys from last year, you've got your free agents. You don't have necessarily – like, room necessarily for 11 players through the draft and then, on your and roster. And then think about, think about all the guys they, they had opt out for COVID, you know, all yes. those guys coming back, you know – I'm not – of course, we're not draft capital gurus, but you have free fucking picks to just play with because you're not going to 
you're not gonna take a guy in the third round. You're gonna cut. You know what I mean? And I and I guess the this is why it makes it worth doing it. I would have taken Justin Fields one last year, and I think you said you would have too. Absolutely. Um, I would take him one next year as well. So I, if that's I think the I case, would, I I think I would take. I think Mac Jones would would be considered like one in the next class. Man, the next if, class is not that great. If he had his season last season, this season, he'd be Joe Burrow 2.0. Yeah. So I think getting Justin Fields at four, or even if, even if the uh, Niners go Mac Jones and they trade up, I think they, they would take Trey Lance. The yeah, I, Lance, is, I think, is the most popular you know, quarterback prospect. I think people are all over him. Everybody fucking loves that guy because apparently they're meeting him and they're like, oh, my God, no, this guy's a genius. So – I think the Patriots will trade up with the Falcons in, in some <laughs> capacity. Um, which leads us to, I mean, do we need analysis on Justin Fields in New England? He's going to learn from Cam Newton. He's going to play under Bill Belichick. He's and like, gonna, think about that, the system he's going to have. You know, he's going to have a lot of 12 personnel. He's going to be in, like, some jumbo packages. They're going to use him in the red zone, too. And, yeah. you know, he's he's not if – he, if he plays next year, he's not going to get – be forced to really make all the quote-unquote reads. He's going to have time. They're going to simplify that offense for him a little bit. Oh, oh, he won't play next year because they're mm-hmm. going to have Cam Newton start. And when Cam Newton starts, that'll allow him to teach Justin Fields. They'll go for like the sixth seed in the AFC or ten wins or whatever, and Fields will become the new Patriot way guy. Pa- Fields is also like a fucking Patriot way guy. He's Ohio State. Belichick and Urban Meyer are pretty close. They, they've talked about Ohio State left and right. And he just seems like the Patriot guy. And, and like you said, we're, the league is being laughed at because the only two people who know football are Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick. Yeah. All that said, Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. Another pick that could go one of two ways. Yeah. Um, and I've seen it change a lot recently. I've, I've seen the same thing. I know what I think they should do, and we've we talked about it. They should take some. Will they is a whole other question. Um, the, I know I, I try to watch a couple of the, the draft press conference, you know, the way their head coach talked about the line. He didn't seem too concer- overly concerned. He feel like he can address it, you know, at any point in the draft. But, um, you know, they signed Burrow's buddy from LSU, you know, Thad Moss. Um and the top receiver in the in the class is just sitting there, and he has chemistry with your quarterback already. I think I think the Bengals take Chase. I just had that feeling, so I'm I'm going with Jamar Chase. I think they take Sewell, but at the same time, it's more like I hope they take Sewell. You know, um, I just it's just hard. I I don't know, man. I feel like. It's it's just so fun too. It's just, and that's where it's going, dude. Like you think about what the Cowboys did. The Cowboys didn't have to take C.D. Lamb. They did though. Yeah, that's a little different though. Like yeah. Amari Cooper was on like a phantom contract, and they had you know three Hall of Famers on their line at that time, and a potential All Pro guy with Layout Collins on the right side. So it's not like they desperately needed line. That was kind of like, hey, this will be fun. Uh, the only thing fun about this is going to be the guys, the EMTs and the ambulance wheeling Joe Burrow off the field when they're like, hey, we got to meet <laughs> Joe Burrow today. I just think, and I, and I understand why you have it. Like, I'm not ripping on the pick because 
it's between him and Sewell, obviously. Part of me wonders, like, are they smoke screening? But then I'm like, what? Maybe, maybe what they've been trying to do all along. Maybe the Miami, trade back. Yeah, trade maybe, back. Maybe the Miami Dolphins guy is Jamar Chase. Maybe that's who they love, and they're trying to do a Mitch Trubisky, uh, Mitch Trubisky trade with the Niners. Remember when the Niners traded up one spot for Mitch Trubisky? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what they're trying to do, or they're trying to get teams and trying to draw. So maybe they're trying to get like the Dolphins are trade up for five for like an extra fourth rounder. So the Dolphins take Chase at five, and gets and the Bengals take Sewell at six. Who knows? Uh, that that seems like a reach for just the amount of Jamar Chase love. But I, I mean, if you put Chase yeah. there, we're gonna go full chaos. So Chase to Cincinnati, like you said, I think he's the best receiver in the draft. I think he's the best receiver prospect since Julio Jones. Um, I love him. I just think you have to have time to get that guy the ball. Yeah. And I'm just sick the Eagles even traded out of a a spot to potentially get him. Like, dude, we'll get to them, and, and we'll talk Depression. about it. Depression, but yeah. Pick six, the Miami Dolphins. This could be a spicy pick too, depending on who's on the board. If the Bengals take, uh, this is a spicy pick. No matter what happens, unless unless it falls like, unless the Falcons take Pitts at four, and the Bengals take Sewell at five. And they, a, de- yeah. and they mm-hmm. default in, into Chase, this is going to be interesting because they have to choose between Kyle Pitts and Panay Sewell. Um, and I feel like you can't count out Jalen Waddle with this pick for some reason. I, you can't count him out. I don't think you're wrong. I feel like that dumb shit could happen. I think, I think they traded up to be generational. Like, they traded up. I think they, the reason they traded up is because they want one of Pitts or Chase. Because those two are the generational guys at their position, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Aside from Trevor Lawrence. Like, Panay Sewell is phenomenal. I love him, but I don't think he's being marketed, if you will, as a generational guy. Like, I think they're like, okay, he's the top line prospect. Yeah. To me, Panay Sewell is kind of like uh, Laramie Tunsil. Like when, and it'd be funny if they took Panay Sewell at six after trading Laramie Tunsil. But Sewell to me is the guy, he, he, blue chip, young, you know he's going to be good. You just, you just know it. That said, I'm taking Kyle Pitts for the Dolphins because that's what I think they're more likely to do. Hey, man, I like it. I mean, I don't need – I think he's potentially – if he looks going, like T.O. to me, bro. Tight end T.O. That's scary, dude. That's a good comparison. Um, I'm just going to say based on physical gifts, he probably has – this is going to be a real hot take. So, sorry, let me put my Skip Bayless hat on. He's got the potential to be the best tight end ever. I, I don't disagree with that. Now, Gronk might always hold that just because Gronk was literally like a swing tackle when he blocked. But, <laughs> but Pitts, he, I should say, Pitts has the potential to be the best receiving tight end ever. Like, that guy could catch 100 passes for 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns for seven straight years and wouldn't surprise me. I've got no analysis on that. You, you, I guess I heard this a, a couple weeks ago and I like it. 
I never really said it like this, but I always kind of processed it in my brain like this. Draft for talent, trade for need. Yeah. That's all I, I got about that. Kyle Pitts. I, again, kind of like a Trevor Lawrence type guy. Mm-hmm. He's just fucking amazing. I mean, I literally, I remember the first time I watched him play, I go, yo, who's this receiver for Florida, Kyle Pitts? And you go, oh, no, 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 no. He's not a receiver. I go, excuse me? And you tell me he's a tight end. Yeah. I was like, okay. He's the real deal. And please, please, please do not move him to receiver NFL teams. Don't be fucking stupid. He's a tight end. Anyways, you're on the clock with Detroit at seven. And with Detroit, they're going to trade this pick. I'm glad you did that because I think they will too. Um, but it's not who you think. I have the Chargers actually trading out to go get Sewell. That's I love that. I love that. That's that's what I would do if I was both teams. That's phenomenal. I love it. I love it. The Chargers, they just signed Corey Lindsley, who was first team All Pro at center last year. Right guard. I'm pretty sure he's at right guard, not left guard. But right guard, they got Trey Turner who had, I think, a couple Pro Bowl seasons with the Panthers. He's a serviceable offensive lineman, starter quality. Right tackle, they got Brian Beluga, mm-hmm. longtime Green Bay right tackle, Pro Bowl guy, one of the better right tackles in the league, top half. Uh, left side of the line is a little shaky, though. So they, if they added Panay Sewell to that group, I think that's a scary unit. Yeah, and and if you have, and I think if a tackle needy teams, like I could, I could see, you know, the Vikings possibly trading up. Uh, yep. I can see the Bears even trading up for a tackle if, it, if they fall. You know, Bears Bears could be in a in a quarterback market too. So we'll oh, they trade. They we'll get to there in a minute. Uh, but yeah, I have the Chargers trading up for Panay Sewell. Again, I think I think Panay Sewell. I don't. know. I wouldn't call him generational, but he's the best tackle pra- prospect in the class. He's guaranteed. He's young as shit. You cannot go wrong with Chase, Pitts, or Sewell. So whoever winds up getting Sewell, if that's your team, do not be depressed because he's not as flashy as the other two. He's equally as awesome. Panthers are on the clock at eight. Are we entering Mac Jones territory? Is, no. is, this, where he, is this where he goes? <laughs> oh, this is another – this draft is going to be so good because there's so many different – Things that can happen. It's going to be wild, dude. Something nutty is going to happen. Like, and it's going to be Howie Roseman trading up to pick eight to take Matt. I'm, I'm just fucking around. I'm just fucking around. I'm just fucking around. Philly would burn, dude. I'm just fucking oh around. my God. But <laughs> I'm just fucking around. Um, I think Philly would fucking burn. In, in drafts, you usually have runs on certain players, right? So, I think by them trading up for Panay Sewell, let me look at the board again here. Because the Panthers, to me, are another trade-back candidate. Who's at 13? The Lions are at 13. Vikings are at 14. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, Let me check something. Who is – because I, I think – I know the pick I would make here. Oh, my God. Okay. 
The Carolina Panthers are taking Rashawn Slater, and we're not revisiting this at all. I I, I knew you were going to take Slater. I, Adam. You know, I would have I would have took Slater too. Do you know I, why? I, I I think for me, it's you just take the best available lineman, dude. You don't need really receiver. You could go cornerback. I think Sertan could be a pick here. But I agree. I, I I think you just take a beast of a lineman, dude. Like look at the film. He he did well against Chase Young. Like dude's got talent. He can move. Very athletic. He is the one B tackle prospect from every line expert I've read. And I need to read you the Carolina Panthers depth chart. Right tackle is Taylor Motan, who just signed an extension or a franchise tag. He's good. He's solid. Their center is Matt Paradis. He used to play for the Broncos. He's solid. Their right guard is John Miller, who admittedly I do not know much about, which actually is, I would argue, a bad sign. So I'm going to assume he's a little below league average. Their left tackle is Cameron Irving, who, by all accounts, offensive line Twitter is not high on at all. So if you trade for Sam Darnold, you need to me. I don't, I don't think know. you can take a even even a QB at like, if Justin Fields is sitting here. I feel like yes, you have to take him, but you'd have to think about that pick because you just traded for a guy. Like yes, you know he's on a fifth year option. You're probably gonna exercise that fifth year option. You gotta see what you got. Like like this isn't. Know, go ahead. Yeah, like like you said, this isn't fucking Madden. Like yeah, you won't just trade for a guy and then oh, I'm gonna go draft a quarterback and draft. That doesn't really make fucking. You're sense. burning picks, and it's fucking with guys' psyche, and you're creating media stories where there doesn't need to be media stories. You just traded a few. I e Eagles, round picks. like yeah, yeah, that's a different conversation, but yes, mm-hmm. similar to that. You don't trade a future second round pick for a quarterback just to go take a first round pick on a quarterback. In my opinion, I don't think that's. You're burning draft picks. And analytics will tell you to do it. Madden players will tell you to do it because you just need the quarterback. But I think there's something to be said for building the roster to setting up the guy that you chose to trade for to, for success. If you chose to trade for Sam Darnold, clearly you believe you can have some success with Sam Darnold. And if you believe you, have some, you can have some success with Sam Darnold, you should probably get him a starting fucking left tackle so he doesn't end up like Joe Burrow. Because Cam Irving is not a starting left tackle in this league. He's just not. The pick is Rashawn Slater, and this is not debatable. Agreed. Pick nine, Denver Broncos. Dude, again, another, like, I mean, the Broncos could go a lot of directions here. You know, this could be another Mac Jones pick. I don't I don't feel like NFL teams are that high on them. I feel like the only team high on them is the fucking 49ers. And it's just I agree crazy. with you. I Because think about how we talked about before the 49ers made that trade. It was, oh, the Panthers liked Mac Jones at eight or Mac Jones at eight, but then they traded for Darnold. So they're not going to take Mac Jones at eight if they just traded for Darnold. At least I don't fucking think so. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think if another team is real enamored with, with Mac Jones and wants to move up, then they can. Um, but I think I think the Broncos go defense here. And I got them taking the best corner in the draft in Patrick Sertan. I – I agree with you. That's it's a very Denver pick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they just take blue chip defensive guys, and I don't. If Fields or Lance falls here, I think they know, take. Yeah, and and I think they're they're also a candidate to trade up for QB into think, that that yeah that four you no know, seven spot. You know, depending on 
how they fall. But yeah. if they're not there, I think they got to go defense because if you're if you can't match Kansas City's firepower, you got to find a way to stop them. So let's go with slow them down. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Give yourself a chance. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, blue chip guy, you know, pretty much a consensus number one corner the entire year, matched up against plenty of great guys in the SEC. So no, he's not un- untested. So, yep, for sure. I think this is where things get spicy again with Dallas because with Mac Jones on the board, I'm willing to bet you there's a team who is trying to trade up for him. And the perfect team to trade up for Mac Jones is the team with the GM on his last leg, the Chicago Bears. Ooh, I like that. I think the Bears in in this world, in that, this scenario, yeah, I think they would trade up to ten because I think the difference between J.C. Horn and getting extra picks and then taking someone like a, a Newsom or a Farley, uh, I think. But then again, this is Jerry Jones. I don't know when the last time Jerry Jones traded down was. Um. We will see, though. I, I think let's let's do the trade. Let's say the Bears trade up to ten and take Mac Jones because I. Oh no, not the Bears. Let's do the foot. No, it have to be the Bears. I don't think they would trade. Yeah, the they. Team. I don't think they would do a trade with the football team. He, he seems petty enough. He seems petty enough to not trade with the football team to me. Um, let's see. Just making a few adjustments to this board now. Okay, so they take Mac Jones. Um, this is a Bears. This is a Bears move. The Bears always do shit like this. It seems to me, uh, they got nothing to lose. Quite literally, their GM is actually on his last ass. So maybe yeah. they start the season with Andy Dalton. This seems like uh, a team that would talk themselves into Mac Jones's smarts. Or whatever, they. Uh, I don't got a lot of analysis. It just I'm, seems. Like I mean, it, I feel like even I think for the Chicago Bears and Mac Jones is a nightmare scenario, because Mac Jones isn't a spectacular athlete. He's not a special type of quarterback like a Mahomes and whatever. He is getting he's getting thrown into a situation where he's going to have a shit offensive line. He's going to have decent receivers, and he's going to have no time to throw the ball. And those boys are way more athletic in the NFL than in the SEC. Just definitely not going to happen. It's definitely not going to happen. But mm-hmm. I'm just banking on the only reason I'm saying that is because it just seems like to me it's, the Bears are a dumb organization, and the Cowboys are kind of also a dumb organization. So they would kind of get together and be like, "Ha ha, you know what we should do," and that it just and, seems. And you know, and I think I think. In in an analysis type of like situation like this, I think it's it's good to to I guess to think that way about the Chicago Bears because like it's just something they would do because you know they're going to be aggressive for a quarterback. You know how aggressive they were with Russell Wilson. They're going to try to make a play. Yeah, yeah. So if they can talk themselves into Mac Jones, they absolutely will move up to ten to go get him. Especially if a team like the Patriots already moved 
up to four to go get him because I yep. feel like the Patriots aren't going to trade up for Mac Jones. They'll trade up for for Fields and then hope maybe Mac Jones falls to them if they even consider taking him. I yep. feel like the 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 Patriots are liable to trade up for a receiver if they can't land up one of the top QBs. That's interesting. I think they could too. But stupidity aside, pick 11. The New York Giants. I have seen Jalen Waddle here a lot. Um, I think that is kind of and I'm just kind of leading you into this. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of disregarding of who David Gettleman is. So I don't know what you would do with this board or what you think they're going to do with the spot on the board. But I think this is actually between two guys. I, I said in one of our pod episodes, I think Micah Parsons to the Giants is destiny. Yeah. Like I think it's a very David Gettleman pick because he thinks he needs his next Luke Keekley. And the other guy who I think could be a dark horse here is Aziz Ojolari. David Gettleman is not afraid to overdraft. He is not afraid to draft SEC and specifically Georgia players. And they need edge rush help. That being said, what do you have them doing slash think they will do? I, I, like I, I, we talked about it many times. I think Michael Parsons to the Giants, if he falls his destiny, like there's no way they pass on him. I think it's just like, it's like you said, just such a Gettleman pick. Like, it, it, like he doesn't. And, me, and the pro day and the pro day was spectacular. And yeah. he, and he's and he's pretty versatile. Like he's, mind you, it's college football. He he he's done some type of edge rusher. He's the best blitzer in the draft. You know, he's not the best known coverage, but just the best raw athlete. Like his forty was just something else. He looked like yeah. a fucking locomotive. He's also a dickhead, and David Gettleman had Greg Hardy on his team at one point, so there's that. Um, I just like they talk about Waddle, they talk about receiver. They just signed Kenny Galladay. They already have the combination of they signed John Ross. I, I mean, I'm saying him last, but they signed John Ross. They have Sterling Shepard. They have Darius Slayton. They've got what's my other man's name? They just signed Kyle Rudolph. They have. I think he feels like he's okay at pass catcher. Yeah, so anything you just get someone in the second round, like a, every receiver class is loaded. Like the Eagles are the only team that misses on receivers. To be honest, you're not lying. The past <laughs> to two be honest, crazy. dude, bro, insane. And this leads us to this said pick where the two <laughs> two of the best receivers are on the board, and we're looking at J.C. Horn. But why do I feel like the Eagles have the potential to go off the board fucking again? So, like, if you look at Howie Roseman's track record every offseason, he always adds an interior D lineman. I feel like the most Howie Roseman thing to do would be to draft Christian Barmore. Um, I like Christian Barmore, to be fully honest. This team also does not need another interior D lineman. And they still have Hargrave on the roster, so they're definitely not going to take Barmore. I feel like Roseman could go Darisol at tackle and just yeah. say, fuck Maliata and Dillard. I feel like he could go get, uh, Greg Newsom from North. That's the most Howie Roseman pick. Greg Newsom. That's mm-hmm. the most Howie Roseman pick. Um, I have no I feel idea. Like a, I feel like Elijah Moore and Kadarius Tony are in 
discussion for this pick. There's no way they're not. If they pick Kadarius Tony after you repeatedly harping on this pod about, I will them scream, and- dude. I will. I will scream. Like I'll call you. Dude. I'll. I will be the first person to call you after the pick and be like, "What did I say? What did I say was going to fucking happen." Like, and I'm just gonna sit there and be like. Yeah, bro, I just need to stare into space for five more minutes yeah, because he, he's staring at Jalen Waddle and he takes fucking Kadarius Tony. I'd fucking scream. Um I've got I have no idea what Howard is gonna do. So I am going to kind of ruin the whole mock draft and trade back because that's what I would do. And I'll tell you why. Um Nah, we're just gonna take Devonta Smith. Uh, we're we're just gonna take Devonta Smith, um, kind of just because. <laughs> I feel like that's a Howie type of pick too, dude. Honestly, and I like Devonta. I worry about him going to Philly. I really do, because <laughs> the, the weight doesn't necessarily scare me. Because I, I think it's pretty easy for him to put on twenty pounds, but. I don't know. And the dude's like, what, 22, 23 years old? Like, come on. He, he, the, the thing that scares me is I'm going to get into a little bit about uh, wide receiver analytics and wide receiver prospects, right? So the best receivers in the league are what we call alphas, which are receivers who are six foot, 195 pounds minimum. Let's go through the – and do not count Tyree Kill in this because Tyree Kill is the ultimate outlier in everything. But let's go through the best receivers in the league. Devonta Adams meets that. Julio meets that. Mike Evans meets that. And this is not in order, people. Mike mm-hmm. Thomas meets that. Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin, DK Metcalf, name me more guys. Justin Jefferson. Um, um, Stephon Diggs. I'm literally just going through each division in my head. Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, receiver names. There's going to be people yelling at me. How could you not think of Terry McLaurin, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, yeah, uh, man, Calvin Ridley, Cowboys, Calvin Ridley, D.J. Moore. Uh, you get the point. So six foot, 195 pounds historically is, is kind of your alpha trend mark. I, and you've got what are called beta receivers who, who are smaller than six foot, 195. This is not to say every big receiver is going to work. See, like, A.J. Jenkins and Stephen Hill, who if you don't know those guys, there's a reason you don't know those guys. John Baldwin. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. There you go. Um, So there's a a logic behind it. There's also the fact that I love speed because I'm a Madden player. But when was the last time a fast wide receiver drafted in the first two rounds was good? It's just a genuine question. Yeah. Like John I mean, I feel Ross, like Henry I feel like Henry Ruggs didn't have a terrible year. I think he had a terrible year. He was the first receiver taken. He had like 400 yards and two touchdowns. But I don't necessarily think it's all on him as much as he's playing with Derek Carr, who's not a deep ball thrower and he's a deep ball guy. Like, to me, Henry Ruggs is Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just throw that bitch up to him. But it's Derek Carr. He's, yeah. So, I don't know. It's tough. You know, I feel like I feel like Waddle's a little different from the other real fast guys. You know, we've seen in the past because he's just like, like I don't know, he's 
he has that lateral burst and he gets out of cuts so quickly. You know, if you watch the film, there's there are some routes where he's just like, oh, I'm just gonna run by this guy. Like I don't even need to get I'm just gonna run by him. And he's not like in the week, like he's well, he's about two hundred pounds, like you got almost thirty, forty pounds on I don't Devontae think Smith. He is. Let's see. Jalen Waddle weight. Yeah, did I just cat? Let's see. He is 183 pounds. He's 5'10, 183. Devonta Smith is listed at 174, even though he weighed at 166. So it's interesting. I don't know. Um, what I would do personally, the reason I bring all this up is because let me just kind of figure out this board again real quick. Uh, what I would have done is I would have traded back. And I'll tell you why. I would have traded back and selected someone like Terrace Marshall, who I think is a pretty – like, I I think the football team could trade up for a receiver. I don't think they would. I'm just listening teams are good. Mm -hmm. The Raiders could trade up for a receiver. They could trade up for another Bama. Wouldn't it be very funny if they had Jalen Waddell and Henry Ruggs on the same team? Um, I think the Titans – Baltimore could could trade up. And Baltimore. So I, I would have traded back to one of those guys and been very comfortable with taking Bateman or Terrace Marshall, specifically Terrace Marshall, I think, because Bateman came in a little a little smaller, a little slower than I thought, even though I was singing his praises earlier. Um, I, I just think Devonta Smith is the easiest for the rest of his mo- Like if I do some funky-ass trade where the Eagles trade back to, to 22 with Tennessee or 27, it's just going to fuck up the rest of the mock. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I don't want to do that because I don't think that's as likely as the Eagles looking at Devonta Smith or looking at Jalen Waddle and saying, yeah, that's what we're going to take. That being said, I'm having the Eagles take Devonta Smith. I think they'll put him in the slot and I think they're going to bet on his profile. The other thing about receivers is when you look at receiver prospects, typically you want to look at uh, age adjusted breakout which means like what, what age were they when they really became a star in college? Because historically, younger guys have better track. Like younger guys who break out younger, who have the, the flash seasons younger, like Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase broke out at like 19 or 20 years old. Yep. That has historical track record. You want, that's where you find your superstars. Guys who break out older have a higher bust rate. So that's the analytics of wide receiver prospects. Um. That being said, I, I do think they would just take Devonta Smith. I think Howie Roseman's tired of being criticized, and I think Jeffrey Lurie would be like, yo, just take the Heisman winner. Because even if Howie took Devonta Smith, I don't think you can criticize him for it. You, because if he flops, everyone would have picked him if he was there. Right. But then you know again, that's I mean? also why Howie Roseman's not going to take Devonta Smith. <laughs> exactly. And I'm sure – you know why he's not going to take Devonta Smith? I'm rescinding – I'm rescinding this fucking pick. We are redoing this. You know why he's not going to take Devonta Smith? Because he's an analytics guy. And analytics guys absolutely know what I just said. They know what I just said about receivers. Because he's got, like, fucking Warren Sharp in there. Warren Sharp. I mean, Warren Sharp. I got my issues with Warren Sharp. But um, they, they put all this forward thinking into all these different things and, and these ideas and I think they have to know – I think the analytics are going to tell them not to draft Devonta Smith. I just think that's what's going to happen. Um, 
Honestly, dude, if if I had to pick, since Waddle's already on was still on the board, I think they would. I think they might go Waddle before they go Smith. You know, and he's all speed. You know, he's obsessed with speed. That's the one thing he is. Speed, 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 speed. Remember, he he drafted Rager because he was faster than Jefferson, even though he ran a slower forty. Yeah, he could. He could. I think. So the Lions are at thirteen, Vikings fourteen, Falcons fifteen, Cardinals sixteen. I think Howie trades back with the Cardinals to pick 16. I don't know what that trade looks like. I'm not going to speculate on draft picks, but I think that's what happens. I think the Cardinals move up for Jalen Waddle, and they take Jalen Waddle. That was going to be my next move, actually. I, I think the Cardinals trade up from 12 to 16 to get Jalen Waddle. That's the pick. Do you accept my – well, I got to make the trade, but do you accept my trade? Uh. Cardinals are sixteen. I guess I'm trading with myself, but yeah, yeah, I would do. I I would do the Eagles, Cardinals. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were you're at pick thirteen. Oh, you rescinded that that pick. Yeah, I re- I took it all the way back. I took it all the way back. I don't. Th- right. I do not think Howie Roseman is going to take Devonta Smith because of analytics and and because of wide receiver profiles. I don't. I just don't think that's what they'll do. They just don't have the history of making the pick that won't be scrutinized, and. Devonta Smith would be scrutinized by analytics. So I, I think he's more likely to trade back. And I think the Cardinals, I've seen the Cardinals linked to Jalen Waddle. And they seem to just, I guess, trying to be all in right now. Maybe they're just never going to run the like ball. I feel like that's another team that could try to trade up for Kyle Pitts, too. Maybe. Maybe. But they're not going to get into the top six. I think the top six is, set, well, Atlanta. But I don't think they would trade up to four for Pitts. Yeah, it's a lot to give up. Especially, Especially with quarterbacks on the board. Mm-hmm. Because teams will beat their offer to move up. Absolutely. Because they're only moving up for a tight end, whereas a team moving up for a quarterback would give up more. So, that being said, the Cardinals take Jalen Waddle at 12. Pick 13 is on the clock. You are the Detroit Lions at pick 13. At pick 13. Since, you know, looking at the board... I traded back. I got capital. I just lost my best receiver in free agency, so I might as well just go get the Heisman Trophy winner. Now, I think, th- I think that makes sense because Detroit is much more of a, of a man's man football guy. Like, Dan Campbell is like, fuck it, bring me the Heisman Trophy winner. Also, they have no receivers on the roster, like, at all. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think they'll just put him in the slot and he'll get a hundred and I think that's a good situation for him just because they'll have to throw him the ball. Yeah. And Jared Goff needs a guy, man. Jared Goff going to be some garbage, but yeah, yeah, that is true. So next on the board, we've got the Vikings at pick 14. Um, my instinct is that the Vikings are going to trade back because they don't have a second rounder. That said, looking at the board, I don't think there's anything... Like, to me, they would take either J.C. Horn or Christian Darrisaw. Like, Need says Christian Darrisaw. Mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer says Horn or Farley. Uh, they, I'm just going to have them take Darrisaw just because they need a fucking tackle. Yeah. Like, they need a left tackle. And I get there's other left tackles, but uh, line guys like Darisol's traits, they think he can. He has a high ceiling. 
The Vikings clearly need a left tackle. They lost Riley Reef last year. So even though they missed their opportunity to trade down, I don't know who's trading up that much to give up like a second rounder or, or maybe even a third rounder in this range. So I'm just going to have the Vikings take Christian Darisol just because they need a left tackle in my opinion. Okay. 15, the Atlanta Falcons. 15. Um, since they traded back, the Atlanta Falcons have to go defense. You got to start building a defense. Yep. Like you're, they easily have the worst. Like the reason that I pick for is because they've blown so many fourth quarter leads where they've had a, yeah. a, a, a bad teams, mind you, march down the field on them. The Detroit Lions march down the field on them. So um, I feel like they could go edge. Uh, I think Ojolari, you know, is in play here. But I think I'm going to go corner J.C. Horn. I was going to say, I, I think if Horn falls to 15 and if Atlanta's at 15, I think they definitely take him. Yeah. I think Joe Horn finishes his career in Atlanta, too, if I'm not mistaken. Joe Horn career stats. Uh, let's see. Joe Horn had a nice career. Yeah, he finished his last season in Atlanta. Uh, so, they get his kid, J.C. Horn, to uh, Atlanta. I think, like you said, just running through the Falcons' defense – They've got, like, four guys, man. They got Grady Jarrett up front. They got Deion Jones and Fuyasadi Olukun in the, in the middle at backer. Both really good pass – really rangy backers, really good pass coverage guys. And yeah. they've got A.J. Terrell, who we don't even know – I don't even know if he's good, but he's just, like, a, a guy they took last year high. So, I, I figured that's one of their, quote, building blocks on defense. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. I, Horn to me seems like such an obvious pick. Yeah, I was, and I was, I was thinking you might go Horn with the Eagles pick just because you know I don't know they do need a corner. They need. I wouldn't rule it out. Everything. Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out either. But, um, yeah, Horn. So the Eagles are on the clock at sixteen. The board is pretty, uh, pretty scarce as far as top tier guys are going to be concerned. So you've got Caleb Farley, Tevin Jenkins, Zayvon Collins, Christian Barmore, Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, Aziz Ojolari, for you running back guys, Najee Harris, Greg Newsom at corner, Alex Leatherwood. Um, rarely do you see a team trade back three times in one draft. I don't, especially the same first round, but. If I was the Eagles at 16, I would trade down again. I just don't know who would trade up to do it. And given Howie Roseman's history, I think the Eagles will take Caleb Farley at 16. Yeah. Because they took – they're not afraid of injuries on corners. They had Sidney Jones, who everybody said, well, it, it, it's literally Sidney Jones pick 2.0. Well, this guy, if he didn't get hurt, he's probably the most talented in the class. And, you know, a lot of guys said he would be number one. It's just it's just an Eagles thing to do. Yeah. It's it's not a me thing to do. I would have traded down again. Um, but, alas, the Raiders are on the clock at 17. And just to summarize the Raiders offseason, 
nobody knows what in the holy fuck they've been doing. They're kind of, like John Gruden CTE kind of took the wheel, I guess, because they got rid of their entire offensive line, which was a top ten unit when healthy. They got rid of Gabe Jackson. He's in Seattle now. They got rid of Incognito, who they resigned. They got, but he missed all last year. They got rid of Trent Brown, who's one of the five, six best right tackles in the league. He's in New England for a fifth. Uh, Colton Miller's still there. They re-signed Incog, but they've got three new needs at offensive line. They also kind of need receiver, in my opinion, at least. They've also they signed Kenyon Drake when they already to a two-year, like seven million per year deal when they already got Josh Jacobs. Their defense still fucking blows, like Atlanta Falcons level bad, dude. I, I watched three Raiders games last year, like Their while they were happening. Horrible. They've pass got no pass rushers. Horrible. Their secondary stinks. Jonathan Abrams stinks. Demetri Arnett did not look good. Trayvon Mullen is a penalty machine. They just signed Corey Littleton and Nick Kwiatkowski in the middle, which I sure, but <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. It, it seems just decimated. Like I think I think they're gonna be a bottom five. 16 in the league next year. They fucking stink. So, yeah, they're going to be bad. So um, what the fuck do you have them doing? What do you get the guy who needs everything? A little bit of something, I guess. Um, on the side I'm seeing, I guess their biggest glaring is is at tackle and D-line. I, I feel like Tevin Jenkins. would be right tackle. Yeah. I mean, I guess Tevin you, Jenkins. Can, you can take Tevin Jenkins. I, I feel like you have to go off the line if you destroyed your entire offensive line. I feel like Barman Barmore is a, a good pick here. So you, you know, you so you were talking about Tevin Jenkins and he kind of cut out and you were saying you could rebuild. I, if I was them, I would take Tevin Jenkins because offensive line Twitter, offensive line guys love Tevin Jenkins. I think he's the best right tackle prospect in the draft. I, I think he's a legit player. Um, what you said about Barmore, I think, makes sense. Because that's not a Mike Mayock pick. Mike Mayock takes big school guys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, look at his history. Clemson, Ohio State, Clemson, Clemson. Are there any Clemson guys available? Who's from Clemson here? No, nobody. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Who's from? Oh, EDN. They're not taking EDN. No, there's no Clemson guys here. Uh, I – it probably will be Barmore. Yeah, I think – I think even – well, nah, no way Gruden trades up for a fucking tackle. Man, they got nobody. They need their picks. So Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go Tevin Jackson here. I think it's the logical pick. I, Tevin I Jenkins? Wonder, yeah. I think they're more likely to take. Are, is it, are you drafting from you, or are you drafting what they think they're going to do? Um, If it was me, well, they have so many needs. I, I feel like – I want to take Barmore because it's just a fun pick, but I think I think they go Tevin Jackson if he's Jenkins if he's there. I just I don't, I don't want Tevin. I wanted Tevin Jenkins in Miami because I like Tevin Jenkins and I don't want him to go to a shithole that is the fucking Oakland Raiders. I think that'd make a nice young tackle duo between him and Colton Miller. Um, that being said, I just would have kept Trent Brown. But yeah, I would have too. I think you have to. I think you have to take Jenkins though, just yeah. because like again. You, the division you're in, everybody's trying to – the Chargers are going to score. The Chiefs are going to score. The Raiders clearly aren't going to fix the, their defense in this draft. So, they, I guess they just got to do something on offense, right? Like, they just got to try to hope their offense will be good enough to get them to 8-8 eight and eight again. Yeah. 
But my God, that team fucking stinks. My boy Cam from Cam Reese, Syracuse camp. He yeah, uh, without Raiders a blown coverage, they lose to the Jets, man. I bro, they fucking stink. The dude doesn't call all out blitz. They lose. <laughs> they got rid of three of their best six players, and also Aguilar, who might have been one of their ten best players. Their defense stinks. They brought like they just stink. I've got no analysis for this shithole organization other than that they fucking stink. Their owner can't do Twitter. Delete the fucking tweet, and your team stinks. They're just tired. What, what's Steve? What's the Stephen A. Thing? He goes, no, you stink. <laughs> That's how I feel about the Raiders. They're just they're garbage. They're gonna be a, a bottom five team next year, right with the Texans, Eagles, and Lions. That's where they'll be because they stink. Miami Dolphins are on the corner. Uh, this is an interesting. They took Pitts already. Yeah. A lot of people want them to take running back. I, I do don't not think they will. I don't see them taking a running back. I feel like they feel like they can get a running back, a pretty talented running back in the in second or third round. So I I said on Twitter a few days ago, the most page, I think he's the second best and maybe the best linebacker in the draft. I watched two games of him actually at Tulane or Tulsa. I'm sorry, not Tulane. Apologies to Tulsa. Zayvon Collins is a fucking animal. Yeah. Did you, he, did you his last play his senior year, bro? He scoop and score. He is a I, I I think he'll be a, a, a perennial pro bowler if he lands in the in the right with, with the right team. Zayvon Collins to me is the most Patriots pick in this draft. The Dolphins let go Kyle Van Noy. I think they take Zayvon Collins here to be better Kyle Van Noy. He can rush. He's six four two sixty. He's got good zone coverage drops. I mean, this is – I had not watched film on this guy. This is just film points I've read from people who I think are smart who have watched this film. He's got good zone drops. He's big enough to rush the passer. He's got great hands, and he plays the run well. That's everything you want in a New England defense, and Brian Flores is a New England child. Zayvon Collins. I think that's a phenomenal pick for Miami. Now – you get the luxury of picking for the football team at 19. Ooh, the football team. I got the football team also taking a linebacker and they're taking Jeremiah Osuo Karamoa. Um, I think that you just I think you just build on talent, man. Oh. One of the best guys available. You know, that defense is already pretty good. That that defense aligned pretty sacked. He's definitely the best. You know, I guess coverage corner. I mean, coverage man, corner, yeah. Fucking linebacker in the in the draft. I gotta say, he doesn't play corner. Um, you did say you seen him get blown up a couple times on film, but I feel like he he's a versatile guy. You probably throw him at safety. You know, some plays get a real big package in the in the game, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to pick for them. Just keep building that defense, build on talent. So I'm going to read to you the defense, and I'm going to read to you why I actually think that's a sneaky, smart thing for you to mock to them. Chase Young, John Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat. Holy mother of D-line. And you've got Matt Ioannidis in there and Tim Settle as rotational guys. That's a, a fucking beast of a front six. Then on the back end, you've got Kendall Fuller, Landon Collins, William Jackson, 
and Cameron Curl. I don't know anything about Cameron Curl. Apologies to Cameron Curl and people who think I should know things about Cameron Curl. But their stand-up backers are John Bostic and Josh Harvey Clemens. Backer like Owusu? I, I think that I could see them doing that. Because I, I know Rivera coached Thomas Davis. Thomas Davis was rangy as fuck. Now, I don't want to make that comparison at all because Thomas Davis is an all-time inside backer talent. And Owusu, kept, I, I didn't like how he played the run. And I know there are people who said they didn't like how he played the run. So it's a little dangerous. But I, I, I like that you have that going there because I definitely think that's a direction they could go just based on, like you said, add talent and, and fill out your defense. Now, pick 20 is the Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys are known for painting my soul on draft day. They pain me. They've taken guys all the time that I loved or I wanted for the Eagles or I just didn't want playing for the Cowboys. The consensus actual offensive line evaluator, number one inside lineman in this draft, is Alabama center Landon Dickerson. I think the Cowboys look to take defense, but if you look at the board, there isn't a lot of defensive guys, maybe other than Greg Newsom, who Dallas would be really excited about. And I think, I think Jerry Jones could be talked into Dallas's defense getting better after. Remember last year when they cut all those vets? They got Everson Griffin out of there. They like cut. Uh, I don't know if it was Quan Short or somebody in the middle. Yeah. I, no, it wasn't Quan Short. Who was it? I forget who it was. Like maybe maybe they can convince him. Oh, it was since he paid almost all his defensive guys big money, you'd say, oh, it was a scheme. It was a coach. They're going to be better this year. I mean, they need defensive backs, but I, I feel like they – I don't know. I, I think, like, gut feeling tells me it in this version of the board they would take Landon Dickerson. I'm just going to give them uh, Greg Newsom, the corner, because I do think – I'm going to say they take Greg Newsom, the second uh, corner from Northwestern. Because if they stay at 10, they're probably going to take a corner. Like, just in all honesty. Like, if you look at that roster, what that roster needs, it needs a corner. Mm-hmm. I know their line's getting older, and I know, but there's a realistic possibility that Creed Humphrey or somebody on the inside or Wyatt Davis falls to them in the second round with the 10th pick in the second round. So I'm going to say they put off interior O-line, even though I think they would break my heart with Landon Dickerson in, in this version of the world. But I'm going to give him Greg Newsom just because, my God, that team needs corner help. That being said, pick 21, Indianapolis Colts, you're on the clock. Uh, I've been kind of back and forth on this because I feel like the Colts could go, you know, best available lineman at this point, you know, just keep building up the line, you know, have the guys behind it. You know, got a pretty good the roster. Um, I feel like they could go receiver. I know they just re-signed T.Y., but you know, he's getting older. Yes. Um, and, you know, you're just – you're sitting right above your division rival who probably needs a receiver too. Um, so, I think 
you make your new quarterback happy, you know, good luck to you once. I'm not a hater, bro. I wish you the best, you know, wish it worked out, but it didn't. And, you know, your team gets you a good receiver. They take Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. Can I argue against that? Yeah. I think they desperately need a left tackle. Desperately. I'm going to read to you their depth chart. Colts. I think they're actually more okay at receiver than you realize. And I I think that'll also help because I I think they're going to trade for Zach Ertz. At receiver, they've got T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, I believe. Yep, Paris Campbell and Zach Pascal. That's four receivers that are legit. They drafted Pittman to be their number one last year. They took Paris Campbell a couple years ago thinking they've got two second-round picks, T.Y. Hilton and Zach Pascal. Even though T.Y. Hilton's a little older, I still think he's going to give you production, and I think Zach Pascal is more than a productive NFL receiver. So I don't think it makes sense for them to uh, take a receiver there, especially when you listen to this. Their line, right tackle Braden Smith, very good. Right guard, Mark Glanowski, league average, a little below league average. Center, Ryan Kelly, elite. Quentin Nelson, elite. Their left tackle is a guy named Sam Tevy. Now, no one's going to know who Sam Tevy is. So I did some research on Sam Tevy before coming into this. Sam Tevy played for the Chargers last year. I look, you know, what's, what's the test they say in basketball or, or sports in general? Like, if the, if the fan base of the guy – team the guy is leaving is happy to see him go it's usually a bad sign for the team getting him yeah multiple chargers writers fans accounts film watchers have said sam tevy is the worst offensive lineman they've ever seen without hyperbole (laughs) wow i'm not kidding um what i would argue for you to do there with them would be to take Leatherwood or Elijah Vera Tucker. Because, I mean, I know they've got a lot of mocks having them taking different positions and such, mm-hmm. but me being the line freak that I am, I cannot in good faith watch the Colts have Sam Tebby as their starting left tackle. I just can't watch it. So I, I think you've got actually – a couple different options if you take Elijah Vera Tucker. Apparently, they, they have him project. He's played. He has played in college, both inside and out. Yeah. And then there is the conversation about Quentin Nelson potentially going to left tackle. So Elijah Vera having Vera Tucker and Nelson would, in theory, give you a guy who could step in. One of those guys would play guard, and one of them would play left tackle. I'm gonna argue hard to take your favorite between Vera Tucker or Leatherwood. Just because I know who Sam Tevy is. Mm-hmm. Was I able to sway you based on Sam Tevy? Um, yeah. Okay. I would say that. Who are you taking? Um, Vera Tucker is the higher rated guy online Twitter, by the way. Yeah. You go on Vera I think Tucker? I think I would go Vera Tucker because I was I was I was thinking maybe Vera Tucker would go like fourteen for for the Vikings, but. He He's a guy I could see anywhere in, in the 10s or the – I could see the fucking Eagles taking him. 
So Elijah Vera Tucker to the Colts. I'm glad. I'm so glad you didn't make the Colts start Sam Tevy. Now the Titans are on the clock. The Titans kind of might not be very good next year. To me, they scream seven and nine. They lost a lot of guys. They lost Adoree Jackson. They lost uh, their offensive coordinator. They lost Corey Davis. They lost Jonu Smith. They lost Jack Conklin two seasons ago. They lost Dennis, Kel- uh, Dennis Kelly, who stepped in to replace Jack Conklin. They lost, I believe, Desmond King at corner. They cut Malcolm Butler. So they need corner, they need receiver, and they need edge. Um, I think this is Aziz Ojolari. It's a very – they signed Clowney. Obviously, yeah. he, he had to get hurt. I don't want to compare Aziz Ojolari to Clowney, but he does very similar things to Clowney in the run game as far as extension, and he struggles in pass rush with similar things that Clowney does as far as bend is concerned. But I, I think this if they liked Clowney, this would be a good way for them to add to that. This could also be Jalen Phillips. Um. I think that's a very Tennessee Titans pick is Jalen Phillips, but I don't know a fuck ton about Jalen Phillips, but I know Tennessee needs pass rush. And I look at the board at corner right now and I don't think they would take Asante Samuel jr. Here who I have as the next best corner. So I think he's more a second round guy. I feel like it's kind of a reach if he went and got him in the first, unless you really, really needed a corner and they're really all gone. Let's say they take. Uh, let's say they take Jalen Phillips. Let's say because Ten- Tennessee has been known to take those high upside swings. See Jeffrey Simmons. All right, you're on the clock with the Jets at twenty three. <clears throat> at twenty three, feel like the Jets. I feel like they're gonna go edge here. I feel like you got to touch the defense in this round. Um, you know, this edge class isn't spectacular. Who you got left on the board? Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay, Jalen Phillips, Greg Russo. No, Jalen Phillips of Tennessee. Oh, oh, yeah. True, true. Oh, so I got a, I got Ojolari here? Ojolari is available. But, but Ojolari projects more of a 3-4 edge than a 4-3 edge, and Salah is playing 3-4 or 4-3. Four three. All right. I think I'm gonna go Quiddy Pay. I can see that. They did just sign. Uh, I I'm just gonna throw some thoughts out there. I, I don't want you to change it because I think Quiddy Pay very much could be who they go here. Um. Personally, if if we we're doing it, I would take Barmore over Pay. Mm-hmm. But. I think they will be more likely to take pay. That seems like a very New York Jets pick. I think this pick, I have not heard anybody talk about running back to the Jets at 23. I think this could be a very Najee Harris spot. Like a, a very, maybe not even Najee Harris, maybe Travis EDM, a very likely landing spot or a very under the radar landing spot. Just pair him back up with his, his back with backfield mate. Yeah, because. Oh, fuck. He's on the fucking Jags. Never mind. You fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about another running back. Yeah. Um, 
but no, because the quarterback, it, it would help them in the run game. They want to run the ball, clearly. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Edge is weak. Uh, I don't love any of these edge guys, but you know Quiddy Pay is going to be a first-round pick. I, don't, I wouldn't take him with the first-rounder. Famous last words. But let's say Quiddy Pay to the Jets. I don't know. I, I'm just saying I think this could be a dark horse spot for a running back. Because um, their best running back right now is Tevin Coleman. And very true. It, they have a, the second first to have the luxury to spend. I don't know. I, I, I'm not confident enough to say they would take Najee. But I don't, I don't even know if Najee fits their system in the wide zone system. I think it's more EDN. Mm-hmm. But, hey, Quiddy pays the pick. Which brings us to the Steelers at pick 24. And I'm pretty sure this is a no-brainer. I've seen Najee Harris linked to them a lot. I don't think that is what they'll wind up doing. I think they'll take Landon Dickerson here if he's available. Marcus Pouncey or Marquise Pouncey. I don't fucking know which one of it is. The one that snapped the ball 45 feet over Ben Roethlisberger's head and started the game off down seven points. <laughs> he retired. He said, you know what? That was so unacceptable, I'm retiring. And Landon Dickerson, to me, is, is the second best offensive line, maybe even third best offensive line prospect in this class. I think he has the potential to be a dominant center in the league. Fun fact, he played all five offensive line positions in college. He's a fucking I did, monster. I did see that, yeah. I think the Steelers take him at 24, and you can either put – to me, that type of versatility is Elton Jenkins-like. Elton Jenkins is from the Packers. He played all, all five positions last year for the Packers. But that versatility and that, and that potential peak – and he also, like, by the way, he screams Steelers guy. So I'm having them take Landon Dickerson to address their offensive line. Jacksonville, 25. 25. So, Bateman's back on the board, correct. So Yep. Mm. Don't get too carried away because they, they do have DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, and – but not even just to you. I see too many mocks of them taking receivers. Which... Yeah, I, I, that's what that's, – and, and, and I would only see it if, like, I don't know. I feel like they could, they could still go line here. I feel like Leatherwood could go here. I could see that just with leather. So let's read. I'm going to read the Jaguars depth chart. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, running back James Robinson, Carlos Hyde, Dare Ogunbowale. Fun fact, Dare Ogunbowale. I don't, I'm sorry. I'm going to butcher that name. His sister was the one who hit that game winner in the title shot for Notre Dame. Really? Yep. That's a fun fact for everybody. Receivers. You've got Marvin Jones, who they just signed. LaVisca Chenault, who I think will play the slot. DJ Chark, who Jags fans love. Colin Johnson last year from Texas, who produced from them. The team has Philip Dorsett. They signed Jamal Agnew to, I assume, return kicks. I think they're okay at receiver. Um, tight end, they've got a dude named Chris Manhurts, who, I mean, sure, but they're not going to reach for Fryermuth here or Hunter Long, I don't think. Maybe, I feel like you they, just trade back into the, the second round if you really like fry them off that much. Their line is interesting. Left tackle Cam Robinson, who signed his franchise tag. Left guard Andrew Norwell, who I don't know how well he's been playing in Jacksonville, but he was really good in Carolina, so I'm going to assume he's still at least at league average level. 
Brandon Linder, who is an above-average center. Right guard, A.J. Can, who I do not know, so I'm assuming is not league average. And then Juwan Taylor, who seems to be a little below league average or league average at right tackle. So offensive line, if they went here, maybe they go interior line. Maybe they, they could take Wyatt Davis, an Urban Meyer guy. They could take Barmore because Meyer was talking about how he, he thinks when you ask how good your team is, you're asking how good your offense and defensive line are. So Barmore could definitely be that guy because their defensive line – listen to their defensive line. It might be Barmore. Roy Robertson-Harris, Taven Bryant on the interior. Yikes. I, I think I'm going Barmore just on that. I do too. Yeah. I think you have to, especially with how much Meyer was talking about the D-line. I, I hope what they do – I don't want – Alabama either. guys, man. I think that was the – Six Alabama got to go. Yeah, if we wanted to Four. just be jackasses, we could mock uh, <laughs> Najee Harris to the Bills. But I hope what I hope Jacksonville does. There's a lot of talk about them taking EDN at 25 or 33. I want them to take line. I just love. I, then again, the common theme here. If you look at all the fucking linemen in this draft, I think I am responsible for the O line picks. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You've you've got you you took Sewell, you took uh, Tevin Jenkins, you motherfucker. <laughs> I talked you into Vera Tucker. Okay, so it's, it's about an even split, but I just love linemen. I think good teams have good lines. That's or at least above average lines. I mean, you win in the trenches. You can have yeah. all the skill guys you want if you don't have time to throw the ball. Yeah. That mean fucking shit. So, so I, I think Barmore. I would love them to take Barmore and Wyatt Davis. I think those would be two guys would be great additions to that team. And like EDN, I know a lot of people were clamoring for EDN and Trevor, but bro, you've got James Robinson on an undrafted contract. Use him. And if he stinks, then go find another running. I just don't think you need, especially this team with a lot of needs, doesn't need to spend a high pick on a running back. All right. Cleveland at 26, who very quietly, I'm just going to throw this out there, right? One thing I like to do, uh, every preseason, basketball, football, etc. I like to throw money on guys or teams to win and then cash out at different points in the season. I'll give you an example. I threw money preseason on Joel Embiid and LeBron, jo- Joel Embiid and LeBron James to win MVP. When Joel Embiid got hurt, I cashed out my LeBron James MVP odds. And I made, I don't know, 55% back of what I had originally invested. Mm-hmm. Let's say I put, I think I put like 50 on LeBron, 25. I got back. So I made 25 off that just off cashing out. I just cashed out my Embiid. I put 50. I, I made 25 off that because Jokic is going to win MVP. Um, very recently, I, I just put quite a bit of money on Cleveland to win the Super Bowl because they're plus 2000 right now. And whether I think Cleveland's going to win the Super Bowl or not, I believe they're going to see a stark raising in odds throughout just because the, season. the amount of money people are going to put on them and and yes and i'm going to cash out at some point this team the way they they moved in the offseason they look like the second best team in the afc to me i'm just going to be honest i know there's a lot of talk about the colts and let's talk about the bills the i'm going to read the cleveland browns depth chart because they they did a great fucking job to me on offense Baker Mayfield, 
Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Odell Beckham Jr. is coming back. Whether you think he's amazing there or not, he's, he's a number one option on that offense. Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, who filled in nicely last year. Tight end, Austin Hooper, David Njoku, and the guy they drafted last year, Harrison Bryant. Those are three tight ends that can get the job done. Left tackle, Jedrick Wills Jr., solid. Left guard, Joel Batonio, elite. Center, J.C. Treader, above, very good. Right guard, Wyatt Teller, elite. Right tackle, Jack Conklin, above average. That's a fucking elite offense. And their problem was on defense. So what did they do on defense? They signed Andrew Billings, who's probably league average at left defensive tackle. Malik Jackson they got from the Eagles for a steal. They let go of Sheldon Richardson and brought in Malik Jackson. Malik Jackson can still produce. They signed Jadavion Clowney. They signed Tack McKinley. They signed, I think they signed Anthony Walker, linebacker from the Colts. I don't know when he got there. They've been um, quiet with their moves, bro. I, I, I didn't, like, you're telling me some shit I, I hadn't heard. I didn't know Clowney was on the fucking Browns until you told me right now. Yeah. They signed John Johnson the third from the Rams, who was an above average safety. They signed Troy Hill, corner from the Rams, who's a very, a very solid corner. They're getting Ronnie Harrison Jr., who they traded last year from the Jack from the Jaguars back from being on and off hurt last year. They're getting Delpit back, and they're getting Greedy Williams back. This is the second best team in the AFC. I, I don't think, really think. It's I think I have. I I I know who I think I would go with this pick. Um, I I don't know if it's, I feel like Rousseau could be a pick. Just let him get mentored by all. By talking. That's interesting. You know, like you said, this was this was a guy we were talking about, you know, a couple months ago being like top ten pick, and he's like what twenty nine thirty. I kind of I kind of love that, um, because you look at this team, and they're fucking loaded everywhere. But their yeah, GM, and, yeah. go ahead. No, no, no. Well, keep going. I was gonna say their GM is really smart. So I I'm gonna assume. He looks at their linebackers, by the way. Sion Takitaki, Anthony Walker, Malcolm Smith, Mac Wilson. They're deep there. The, you know, their GM doesn't have to play right away. Like, right, right. Their GM to me is smart enough to say my needs tomorrow are not the same as my needs today. So I think he, he could go best available, which in this version of it would be Aziz. But this is a, a 4-3, not a 3-4, so I don't think that's very likely. He could take Leatherwood. But I don't necessarily think you need Leatherwood when you drafted Jedrick Wills last year. You've got Batonio and Teller under contract. JC, like, I don't see the need for Leatherwood. They could take a receiver because Beckham and Landry are getting older and Rashard Higgins isn't necessarily the great number three. I think yeah, they could take another LSU guy because what Marshall's still on the board, too. I think they would go Bateman over Marshall just for, just for the, the – maybe. I mean, I don't know. The the one I, I do it would think, be the third LSU guy they got. Yep, yep. They could take. I, I'm not trying to be funny. They could take Kadarius Tony. Yeah. They could take another corner, which is honestly what I think they might do. They they could take Eric Stokes from Georgia. They could take Asante Samuel Jr. Um. They could take Greg Rousseau. I, I think Greg Rousseau's out. Rousseau's out of the first round though. Um, 
the, the interesting one is to me, Jamin Davis, who is not necessarily a great run stopping linebacker, but he's flown up because of his measurables, his range and his pass coverage. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I do think they, they would try to take an edge. So for the sake of doing it, since I like the idea so much, let's say Greg Rousseau and let's say they probably take an edge. Just because offensively, I think they're so set that they'd be willing to gamble on one of the high, like one of the raw talents. Mm-hmm. Because they like, like I've I've read a couple of stuff about him. He, his technique's pretty poor right now. Like even when I can yep. watch him and see, he just stands straight up and he's just moving people because he's got real long arms and he's making plays. You yep. know, you teach that guy some technique. He's in practice with Clowney every day. One of the best to, well, one of the best in today's game. He's gonna learn something. Yeah, especially at move where Clowney struggles is Clowney. Clowney wins with his moves. He just doesn't often have the bend to finish the play, which is why he always leads the league or is top ten in pressures and is never to be found in the sack leaders. Um, I like I like the edge. I think they they either go edge or corner. I could see Eric Stokes being another guy that they could consider there. Eric Stokes. Or, I, I think the pick is defense. I just don't know in what capacity. And then I think Jason Owa from Penn State could be in play too. He's been rising up boards. You're right. I just don't like him, though, man. He had like a, a one sack or zero sack season. That, yeah, yeah. Ugh, it is really my uh, my final thoughts there. Yuck. <laughs> yeah, yuck. So who's on the clock now? Uh, the Ravens the at twenty-seven. Ravens. Now, before you do what I think you're gonna do, I did not. I'm not going receiver. Who are you taking? Um, I'm actually taking a safety. Safety? Yeah. Their safeties are Chuck Clark and Deshaun Elliott. I think those guys are, are pretty solid. I got them taken. I mean. Can I pitch you on a guy? Yeah. Creed Humphrey, center from Bama. They lost their center this offseason. They lost Marshall Yonda last offseason. They saw regression in the run game because of they saw regression on their O-line. They can still get a receiver with 31. Listen to their starting line. They also just traded Orlando Brown. I, is Leatherwood on the board? Leatherwood's I, on the board. That's where I'm going to go with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Put him at right tackle, I guess. I think he played both in college, right tackle and left tackle. Mm-hmm. So their offensive line is Ronnie Staley, Bradley Bozeman, Patrick McCarry, Kevin Zeitler, who I didn't realize they got from the Giants. That's a good pickup. And Tyree Phillips. So I definitely think either a tackle there or Creed Humphrey would be, would be the pick at 27. Assuming Creed Humphrey's still there. Saints at 28. Should I take Davis Mills? Oh, my God. I don't believe Davis Mills is a real person, by the way. That's my hot take. Well, where I, I think did he Davis- come from? Davis Mills is an industry plant. That's what Davis Mills is. Like somebody mentioned him in passing one day, and they were like, "Oh my god, Davis Mills!" I, I, he's got he literally has draft hype off of his own pedigree, which is incredible <laughs> to say the least. You got eleven yeah. starts, and you're the number one prospect when you're in high school, and now you're an NFL prospect just because of that. Because you got was fucking it? pedigree. He was the number one prospect in high school. I didn't know that. He was the number in his class. He was the number one quarterback. I think this is propaganda. I, I don't think he's a real person. 
I refuse until I see Davis Mills start an NFL game. I refuse to believe he's going to throw a football. The Saints are on the clock, and this is interesting because I think they could take a receiver. Um, Saints have just no players on their team, which is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Like, they've got their starters, and then they've got no players on their football team. They don't need linemen. Their line was the second best in the league last year, or the best. It was them and the Packers. But outside of Mike Thomas, the receivers are Traquan Smith, who we already know who Traquan Smith is, Marquez Callaway, my guy Lil Jordan Humphrey, and Deontay Harris. I think this is screaming a need for receiver. Michael Thomas, the slant god, is alive and well. I think so, you get a. I think you try to get a burner with this one. I feel like Tony's in play through here. I was gonna say either one of the Moors or Tony, but they've already got Deontay Johnson, so I'm gonna say they take Kadari. Am I gonna do that? Am I gonna do that? I mean, I mean, think about and then think about Sean Payton, the way he, he runs. I mean, he got. He still has Alvin Kamara, but he likes Mills. Shut up. <laughs> but I don't know. He's Tony was pretty was used pretty creatively at Florida. I feel like he's Sean Payton type of guy too. I didn't mean to make you cape for Kadarius Tony. I apologize. But, but yeah, I, I'm gonna say they. I actually think this is a trade back candidate more than anything, especially to save them money because they're in cap hell. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be willing to bet a nice lump sum, not just a sum of lump sum that the Saints probably trade back into the second round with a team looking to come up and, and, and grab somebody like Ojolari or a running back. So for right now, let's say they take Kadarius Toney because we're not doing multiple rounds of the draft. But I don't think they'll keep that pick. Packers, 29. Man, what do the Packers need? Let's read their depth chart. They just lost their fucking center. Creed Humphrey would be pretty great, in my opinion, to replace the first-team all-pro center they lost. They also could use a receiver, but receiver's deep. Um, Defense, they could use corner for sure. Lord knows Kevin King's still on the team. So this could be – I think this could be Asante Samuel Jr. I think it could be Rondell Moore, or I think it could be Creed Humphrey. I feel like if they went defense, that would just piss Aaron Rodgers the fuck off. But they probably. I feel like they have to take a receiver. They uh, they got to do something to keep him happy. Receiver he's or gonna, he's just gonna keep making more noise. Like, I think take your favorite receiver or Creed Humphrey here, because they desperately do need a center. Mm-hmm. Like they lost their first team All Pro center and just have not replaced them. They, I just. I don't see the I don't see the back the Packers bending the knee. I think they go I I go Creed on three here. They don't bend the knee. Not Fun fact: the last time they took a running back, tight end, or receiver in the first round was twenty years ago. Javon Walker, stat courtesy of Adam Azer, CBS Sports. It's just not gonna happen. Creed Humphrey. And you know what? Honestly, I think that does need to be the pick. Like, they can figure out receiver later in the draft. 
Buffalo Bills at 30. I kind of want to – I think I saw the Bills were linked to some running back earlier. They were linked to the Bill. The Travis Etienne was linked to the Bills, um, which is interesting because what is the Bills' depth chart? Who did they lose to last year? They, they got curbs on by the Chiefs. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that came. I won a lot of money on that game. Um, receiver, they're looking good. Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley. That's solid. Tight end, Dawson Knox, but I'm not taking Fryermuth here. I'm not reaching on tight end. Mm-hmm. Their line is solid. Deion Dawkins, John Feliciano, Mitch Morris, Cody Ford, Daryl Williams. Corner. corner, they've got Levi Wallace, who's a starting caliber, Tredavious White, safeties, Jordan Poirier, Micah Hyde, linebackers. Ooh, they could take an edge. Their edges are Jerry Hughes, who's been productive for a long time, Mario Addison, A.J. Epinesa. Um... I don't know, man. Like, I, I think this is. I think this could very much be a running back, or I think it's a running back or a corner. This could be Asante Samuel Jr. But the the reason why I like I don't know if Asante Samuel Jr. is a cover four corner. You know what I mean? That's what they run. They run cover four. Dude, so, honestly, honestly. I wouldn't be mad if you went running back in. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills went running back and really just got a dynamic guy. And you got to choose between the top two. I'm going to mock EDN there because their GM and their coach were really adamant about addressing the run game this offseason. And the only thing they did was, like, sign Matt Breida. So their running backs are Matt Breida, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, and TJ Yeldon. That's, like... A poo-poo platter if a poo-poo platter has ever – like, if you want to – if their whole approach is, yo, we need to score more points. Last year we didn't score enough points. The best upgrade you can get here is Travis EDN. I'm mocking him EDN. You got the Ravens at 31. For me, if someone doesn't – I feel like – I feel like this pick's just destiny. I've been mocking Marshall, Marshall the, the Ravens since the I beginning. I agree. Um, I think I think he's going to be like, quote unquote steal the draft. I think he's really talented, man. Like I do too. I I, I loved him when he was. I love. I I didn't like that he didn't get the attention Chase and Jefferson got because they're the one catching all the deep balls in it, but. Dude, he was he was just as good as them. And the six games he played this year, he was electric. And then he caught a whole bunch of touchdowns. He was like, all right, I'm cool. Guys suck. When he played with Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and himself all healthy, he was actually like leading the team in some stuff before he, and then he got hurt. But I think I've got a hot take. Based on what I said about wide receiver prospects earlier in the draft, I think he is the second – after Jamar Chase, he is the second most likely player to be the most – okay, let me rephrase that because that's horrible phrasing. Outside of Jamar Chase, I think he has the biggest chance to be the most productive receiver out of the rest of the guys. Does that make sense? Does that, does that make yeah, sense? yeah, yes. Yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. He has I – guess, I guess to say it in simplest terms – he has the second best upside other than the top prospect in this draft. I agree. 
I mean, that, that that's, yeah. That's, that's, just look at, talk, we talked about the physical profile earlier. You know, dude's like 6'4", big receiver, but he's not slow by any means. Yeah. No, like, I don't know, man. I like the profile. I like the player. That brings us to the final pick of the first round. A lot of guys on the board here that are really good that are not going to be taken here. Aziz, I think, could be a Tampa Bay guy. Like, yeah, it's just I, I don't I didn't put enough thought into. I don't know. The reason I say that is because Shaquille Barrett came from a three four. The I mean the Buccaneers are in the three four. It, the Bucks Buccaneers are taking Aziz, dude. I can't have a first round without taking Ojalari. Ojalari. Dude, he's me. a beast. I I love that guy. I do too. I think he's got a great floor. And if you look at the Buccaneers, like they want they won a lot of their playoff games last year on pass rushing. So you, you don't really necessarily need anything super high. They just won the fucking Super Bowl with one of the best rosters in the league. I mean, maybe they they need right guard. Maybe they maybe they take Wyatt Davis there, but I don't know, man. They they have the the freedom to kind of. Yeah, they. And then I mean, they, they could they, they could literally receiver the same. Bring back the same roster that won a Super Bowl. Yeah, like yeah, pretty much. And in reality, if you really wanted to be like, all right, like let's make this super super explosive, pick a receiver and then say we don't need to pay Chris Godwin after this year. He's just on a franchise tag. Right, right. There you go. You can say like Bateman. Hmm. Or <laughs> Rondell Moore and just do anything you want with Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore be the wide receiver Taysom Hill. <laughs> you just put Rondell Moore anywhere. This play Rondell Moore isn't running back. This play Rondell Moore is a tight end. Rondell Moore is 5'6", and he's playing tight end. I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of talent at the top of the second round, too. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, this draft is going to be fucking fun. I, I think that's the thing. I think it's going to be the most fun draft in years because of all the unpredictable. And, and, and I know it's always unpredictable. And there's always teams that could trade up. There's always teams that could trade down. But there's – But this the isn't noise like, already yeah. that's it's generating. The Mac Jones thing just really just took over the draft. Like, to, that wasn't a thought two months ago. Like, no. He was – midseason he wasn't a first-round pick. Midseason, he wasn't a first-round pick, and then he worked his way up to like, okay, maybe the Saints will take him and build with him, or the Buccaneers, or or the fucking whoever at the end of the round will take him just to to humor themselves. So maybe Indy, and then it was like, okay, maybe Indy will take him because they don't have Carson Wentz. It was like, okay, they got Carson Wentz. Maybe the Bears or the football team will take him, and that was like nineteen twenty. I was like, well, the Patriots could take him at fifteen, and then it was well. Huh. Can't count out the Panthers at eight. I don't know if they'd get past the Panthers. He just and gradually he, climbed the ladder. And it, and it all the way to where it's like, well, San Fran traded up for Mac Jones. And it was like, wait, wait. What the what? fuck? What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you said that, not me, before the record. But, yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> like, it made no sense. I still don't think, actually, for San Francisco. I like, like, um, and then looking at the the odds, dude. Like he was as high as minus three hundred five to go there. His odds have dropped. I think he's like minus two twenty five right now. 
but Trey Lance was even yesterday. Podcast audio is dying, apparently. We're going to try... Is the pod alive? Am I? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. It said I disconnected. So I'm hoping your audio just kind of carried us there. I'm hoping you said some real smart, funny stuff. That yeah, I really was, kept us alive. I, I think I did. I was just, I was just saying, I was just talking about the odds for Mac Jones to go there. Oh, yeah, like I, it was. He was minus three hundred five. He's minus two twenty five right now. But Trey Lance, I think, is sitting at plus one eighty. But he was even yesterday. But you know what the crazy thing is, dude? Is that literally we did a mock draft based on Trey Lance going to San Fran. If Mac Jones goes to San Fran, it changes chaos. the ed- it changes Absolute the entire chaos. structure of the draft. Mm-hmm. Changes everything. Nothing because, will- dude, bro, yeah. the, the Eagles will will try to trade up if they do that shit. Yeah, watch. Yeah, they will. And the thing about it is, this is this is why it's the most unpredictable draft in recent memory to me, because you've got not just. Not just um, fucking San Fran, but Atlanta then now holds the cards. Cincinnati then controls five, six, and seven. Carolina then controls eight, nine, and ten. Like, it, it feels like the team at a certain pick controls the next four picks and how things are processed. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's... It's going to be fun, man. I'm going to just sit back and kick back. It's a lot of storylines. Usually the draft isn't, like, this crazy with, like, but I'm just loving it, dude. Like, think about even with the receivers. Like, after a chase, what happens, dude? Like, And they're small guys. Like, last year, I feel like the funnest thing about the draft was, okay, where are the the quarterbacks going to go and then where are the receivers going to go? This year, it's like, what is anybody going to do? Mm-hmm. I, 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 it, before coming into the draft, we've got six teams who've traded first round picks. There are six picks in the draft. And dude, I would not count out like mid draft picks for quarterbacks already in the NFL. Like Jordan Love, be on the radar for that. Trust me. It's, that's going to happen. I don't know about Jordan Love, but I do know about Teddy Bridgewater. I, I think I think Jordan loves a sneaky candidate to get traded. I just got a feeling. I don't know who trades for him though. I you see the I feel like the Patriots would trade for him if they they whiff. Why why wouldn't they just trade for Jimmy G? Because fuck Jimmy G. That's why. Well, I mean, listen, I wouldn't want Jimmy G. Yeah, but I mean. Think about this. Kyle Shanahan is getting rid of Jimmy G. Kyle Shanahan felt he could win with Jimmy G. I hear you. You gonna get go grab Jimmy G back? I also I think having know. Jimmy G and Cam Newton on the same offense doesn't make sense schematically because your backup needs to be able to do some stuff. You're, like, like those are two different offensive yeah, that's, players. Yeah, that's two different offensive players. And and you're admittedly saying Cam Newton, I'm throwing you to the curb if you go out and get Jimmy G. Now, if you go out and get Jordan Love, I think that's a little different still. I wonder if the football team would do Jordan Love. I think the Broncos could do Jordan Love, too. Oh, my God. That's the most Denver Broncos thing I've ever heard. Can you imagine if the Packers trade up to nine? Can you imagine (laughs) if Jordan Love gets traded? I did see a report that 
the Packers were trying to trade up. That doesn't surprise me. What, dude, what if they traded up and got like Waddle or Smith? What if they traded with the Eagles? I would kill the Eagles. I, I wouldn't watch their games. Bro, I'd be like, if, bro, you, you didn't do nothing. Like, What if they got a first and a second? I would, next year's first. What if they had four picks in next year's draft in the first round? I, the Eagles are scheming up something. They're going to trade it's all the, those picks. They're scheming it's Watson. up. It's Watson. I know. Yep, I was going to say it. I was going to say it. It's Deshaun Watson. <laughs> it's they're Watson. Gonna, bro, they're, the they're going to – The only team loading up for Watson, dude. They're, it's so obvious. They're going to trade down again <laughs> for Deshaun Watson. They're going to trade down, get another first-round pick, and then trade all their Cause picks. Like, cause like, I hate to say it. I think he's going to end up beating his case, which fucking sucks because he should fucking pay for what he's done. But, you know, Justin um, fucking fair, bro. But what Howie Roseman does not understand is that he's coming to Philadelphia with Deshaun Watson. The thing about Philadelphia is Philadelphia fans, we will let you know. What I'm yeah. going to do and what I'm going to con- uh, convince all of everyone to do, we're going to get custom jerseys. We're going to get Deshaun Watson's number, and we're going to get Cosby Jr. on the back of it. So, like, if Deshaun Watson wears number one, I'm getting number one. Cosby Jr. on the back of it. <laughs> and I'm just going to walk around with it. Bill Jesus fucking Cosby fucking Jr. Christ. And I'm, I'm walking everywhere. Hey, that's like... He rapes. Well, so I have well, Yeah, dude. Like, think about... <laughs> Remember when we signed Mike Vick, bro? That's different. That's a... <laughs> Yo, yeah, exactly. That's a whole different thing. Imagine the response from a fucking Deshaun Watson. I, I, almost, I almost said something very bad, and I'm so glad I didn't say it. Uh, this is why we think before we speak, people. Um, but, yeah, listen, that was animals, okay? And, look, PETA, they're going to be on my ass. I get it. The vegans, <laughs> they're going to yeah. riot. They're going to come. They're going to find me. But beating a dog is not the same Now, I'm not actively preaching beating dogs, but, uh, you know, this audio is going to be terrible. This this is so. Yeah, it cut out a couple times, but hey, I think overall it'd be all right. People can guess. You guys can infer. Does this podcast have two wheels? <laughs> Dude, you would blink. This podcast like, doesn't have two wheels. A good five seconds, but hey. Does this podcast have two wheels again? Yeah. I'm cutting out left and right. This is the worst produced po- We need a producer. This is yeah. terrible. I can't be the coach and the GM. We, we need someone to produce. Um, <laughs> but what I was saying is, I'm not like advocating for beating animals, but I, I think beating a woman is worse. Than, I'm not. We're not doing morality on this podcast. We're not doing the fucking. Uh, I don't the, care about no morality, bro. What's the Come What's on. the the Twitter meme? It was like Stephen A. Skip. You know how I feel about the Holocaust. I do, Stephen A. I do, and you know it was bad. Yes, Stephen A. Terrible. However, that's a Twitter meme. I did not come up with that. Don't try to yell at me. 
for that. That is humor from Twitter. We got nine minutes left before the first hour mark. The Eagles are going to trade for Deshaun Watson. Um, I'm going to not be very happy. But let's recap the mock. Uh, first, you took Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville. Second, yeah. Zach Wilson to the Jets. Third, Trey Lance to the 49ers. Fourth, Justin Fields to the Falcons. Fifth, Jamar Chase to the Bengals. Sixth, Kyle Pitts to the Dolphins. Seventh, Panay Sewell to the Chargers. No, I said Justin Fields to the Falcons. Oh, if we had a podcast producer, we could edit this out. I meant with pick four, Justin Fields to the Patriots. Yep. Jamar Chase to the Bengals. Kyle Pitts to the Dolphins. Panay Sewell to the Chargers. Rashawn Slater to the Panthers. Sertain to the Broncos. Mac Jones to the Bears at 10. Micah Parsons to the Giants at 11. Jalen Waddle to the Cardinals at 12. Devonta Smith to the Lions at 13. Christian Darisol to the Vikings at 14. J.C. Horn to the Falcons at 15. Caleb Farley to the Eagles at 16. Tevin Jenkins to the Raiders at 17. The Raiders fucking stink. One more time for good measure. <laughs> Zayvon Collins to the Dolphins at 18. Jeremiah Awusu Karamoa. Apologize if I butchered that. I think he did pretty good, man. That was a good one. Thank you for the moral support. Uh, that guy who I just said to the football team who are listed on this website is Washington Washington at 19. Greg Newsom the second to Dallas at 20. Elijah Barrett Tucker to the Colts at 21. Jalen Phillips to the Titans at 22. Quiddy Pay to the Jets at 23. Landon Dickerson to the Steelers at 24. Christian Barmore to the Jaguars at 25. Greg Rousseau to the Browns at 26. That's probably not going to happen. Leatherwood to the Ravens at 27. Kadarius Tony to the Saints at 28. Creed Humphrey to the Packers at 29. Travis Etienne to the Bills at 30. Terrace Marshall Jr. to the Ravens at 31. And finally, Aziz Ojolari to the Bears at 32. So if we get six out of 32 right, we can be just like Mel Kuyper and Todd McShane. Yeah, I feel like we might get – I feel like you can't count the fucking first two because they're fucking lots, but, you know, we might get, you know, three or four of these. There you go. I mean, if we hit on this, it's kind of like predicting the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I bet I bet the Super Bowl correctly. Yeah, I, I bet the Super Bowl winner correctly, so I'm happy with myself. And where's my ESPN deal? I feel like you need an ESPN deal. If we if we kill this mock draft, maybe we'll, like, get enough numbers. Active, like, disclaimer, this is not an actively, like, oh, we're trying to go big in podcasting. We're just take vaulting. That's all this is. We're just messaging to whoever listens to this. But... If we do blow up off this mock draft and we actually get some ad reads and we actually start to make some money, maybe we can pay a fucking producer. Yeah. Because I promise you, this audio was dog shit. Super garbage. Super doo-doo. But until we get actual ads, this is what you're going to get. This is also why we won't go big time. Because we really don't give a fuck for real. Nah, bro, we just get the phone. We just buy them. Yeah. You want to pay, pay us a little a little chump change, huh? We here. We I give you some funny takes. I can't say. a little say, more refreshing than the shit you hear. I can't say things like Deshaun Watson is Bill Cosby Jr. if we have a sponsor. Do you think <laughs> me undies would put up with that shit? No. Mm. MVMT watches? No, they're not going to put up with that. 
Absolutely not. But it's still fuck George Bush. Respectfully. Anybody, anybody get rolled into a pack recently? We got five minutes or four minutes. We got to close on a pack watch. Oh, man. Masvidal, the boy got knocked out this week. We can roll him into a pack. Oh, Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, he's yeah, maggot too. You, yeah. Yeah. Put his guard Bro, down. You, 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 you like, hey, yeah, hit me on the chin. He fucking hit Oof. you. He got mm-hmm. That's when you come up and you're – they said he didn't even know what happened. Trainer, if you're if I'm his trainer or his corner man, town man, cut man, I'm like, son, you got fucking boofed. He got sleep, sleep. Oh man, who's on? Um, me and the entire city of Philadelphia is gonna be on pack watch because something Ooh. stupid is gonna happen. Oh, we are on pack watch. That's ter- that's terrible yeah. news. Yeah, we're clear yeah, the Browns fan. And- I'm rooting for my money. I'm, I'm, I bet the Browns. I'm betting on the. I'm rooting for the Browns. We gotta get rolled into a fat pack. Um, I don't know why they're trying to roll my man Fields into a pack, bro. This shit's fucked up. I hope the. I hope he goes like four or something. I'd hate to see Mac Jones go before him. That shit would break my heart. It would break my heart as well, dude. I, I <laughs> that shit would break my too. fucking heart, yo. I just think it's disrespectful, bro. <laughs> I mean, what, what do they say on Twitter? What, what do they say on Twitter? Like, what is? Dude, oh, dude, the the ball on Twitter that I sent you. Remember, he was like Mac Jones, like the drink and drive. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Fields has epilepsy. Trey Lance is the pick. <laughs> the motherfucker's smiling. What the fuck? Bro, I'm a... I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say, dude. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking drinking and driving. Oh, oh. My God. But I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I'm closing out on this. They say, what was the one thing on Twitter? They said, what isn't racist but feels racist? Mac Jones going over Justin Fields. You can't prove it's racist, but it fucking feels racist. Yeah. I feel Man. like on this podcast, we're like, wait, wait, wait. This quarterback prospect is black. Raise him. Raise him. Raise him. Put him high on the, higher on the board. In the NFL, they're like, oh, this Justin Fields guy looks pretty good. And they're like, well, partner, got some bad news for you. He's black. Yeah. <laughs> Drop him 10 spots. Trey Lance, he's light-skinned. We can live with that. That's really how like these teams think, though. Yeah, bro, because in reality, Kellen Mond ain't nothing but black Jones. He's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's terrible. Kellen, Kellen Mond is shit. I forgot he was a person. I forgot he was black. Yeah, All I Chris, know is he shit. Chris, Chris Sims ranked him over Justin Fields and Trey Lance. When I saw that list, I was like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I see mind, you, mind you, this is the same dude that ranked Lamar Jackson number one in his class. So he's just hot take central. Motherfucker just clickbait. Yeah, so. he ranked Lamar Jackson top in his class, one of his 92 quarterback rankings. He's the guy that tweets on Twitter like, this team will win the World Series. This team will win the World Series. And then he deletes all the ones except for the one he got right. Fuck out of here. Fuck Chris. I'm going to smack the shit out of Chris Sims when I see him. Yeah. Given all that, we've got one minute left. So apologize for the uh, bad audio, which I'm just assuming is inevitable at this point. You, don't, you know, people don't come here for audio. You come here for takes. You come here for analysis. You come here for literally all of our podcast episodes have been about the draft. What are we going to do in the draft? What the fuck are we going to talk about? Cricket? That's all we've hey, talked man. about on this fucking pod. Yeah, literally. The NBA just been fucking boring. Everyone just keeps getting hurt. It doesn't really matter. The Nets are going to win. 
Yeah. No, no. That's that's literally all the NBA cakes you ever need. We'll, right we'll do an NBA pot eventually, but that, that's about all there is to talk Once about. Once the playoff starts, I guess it'll get more interesting. But yeah, that's that's what you got from us right now. All right, we got 15 seconds left. Appreciate you, bro. Everybody, thanks for Thank listening. You. I'll send you a screenshot of the draft. I got it all on my computer, so Bet it. Know, we'll have it. We'll have it posted, y'all. All right, buddy. Catch you guys all next right. episode. Peace.